good morning, good afternoon, good evening. You're listening to the Thai Expat Daily Show. I'm your host, Kieran Mack, and thanks for tuning in. Don't forget to like this video if you're watching us on YouTube, and please do subscribe. We're also available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, and a host of other podcast players. Now that that's all done, let's jump into today's show. Well, hello there and welcome back to the Thai Expat Daily Show. Today is Thursday, the 24th of February 2022, and we'll start off with the nationwide daily COVID report. There were 39 more COVID-19 fatalities and 21,232 confirmed new cases during the previous 24 hours the Public Health Ministry reported on Wednesday morning. Now, this compared with the 35 coronavirus-related fatalities and 18,363 new cases on Tuesday morning. Now, Dr. Twisad Visayatin, spokesman for the Centre for COVID-19 Situation Administration, said in the afternoon briefing that the latest 39 fatalities were between the ages of 28 and 95 years of age. Now, as we said, 21,232 confirmed new cases, with 16,819 probable cases that were confirmed by rapid antigen test. 168 cases were from abroad and 160 from prisons. Out of the 173,605 people in care, 71,414 are now in hospital. We have 882 of those in ICU, with 229 on ventilators. Now, Chambury Public Health Office is reporting a huge jump to 1,369 new coronavirus cases, with 1,360 probable cases and one death. Most confirmed cases are in Chambury, 358, Sivra Shah, 340, and Banglamung, Patia area, 298. There are 8,627 patients in care. And Phuket public health officials reported 762 new confirmed cases and 424 probable cases that were found by rapid antigen testing. Out of the confirmed cases, 648 are local and 114 are from abroad. There were three deaths. There are 6,522 people now in care. So there has been a pretty big jump in cases, particularly in Pattaya, Chambari area. Also Chiang Mai saw 3,000 cases, I think, yesterday. So there has been a huge jump around the country. This is the second highest total, I think, in the last year or so. So yes, the virus is spreading quite fast throughout the country, but hospitalizations are still pretty low and also deaths compared to last year when they had, I, I think when the number was quite similar, we had 39 today with something like 300 and something a year ago when we had a similarly high figure. So yes, things are different. We can see that the Omicron variant seems to be a lot milder in relation to severe de- disease and death. But And yes, things are starting to ratchet up in terms of the virus spreading throughout the country. But I think as we've seen throughout the world, this happens with the Omicron variant. And moving along to the first story of the day, the cabinet decides to retain the emergency medical coverage for COVID-19 patients. The Thai cabinet has decided to postpone indefinitely the public health ministry's plan to reduce a medical entitlement program for COVID-19 patients instead of using the universal coverage for emergency patients reportedly to avoid public confusion. The new medical entitlement program, which is aimed to remove COVID-19 from the list of conditions covered by the UCEP, was due to come into effect on March 1st. It was intended to encourage people infected by the virus who have no or mild symptoms to use their rights under the Social Security Scheme, the Gold Card Program or the Welfare Scheme for state officials to get medical treatment. 
Public Health Minister Anatan Sharavakul told the media after the cabinet meeting yesterday that the cabinet had decided to retain the entitlement under the UCEP for COVID-19 patients so there will be no public confusion at a time when infections are surging. To ensure public confidence that they are still eligible for medical treatment from the state if they contract COVID-19, the minister said that he proposed an indefinite postponement of the Public Health Ministry's plan. He also offered an assurance that the ministry had made preparations and adjustment plans in line with the changing pandemic situation. Thailand recorded a new high of daily COVID-19 infections for this year today at 21,232, the first time the figure surpassed the 20,000 mark again since the peak in mid-August after weeks of increasing. And next up, the Thai cabinet has approved tax incentives for foreigners with long-term resident visas. The cabinet approved in principle today a draft royal decree to exempt from personal income tax foreigners on long-term resident visas, that's LTR visa, who stay in Thailand or who want to work from Thailand. Foreigners with special skills who work in Thailand in specific industries will enjoy a flat rate personal income tax of 17%. The intention is to use tax incentives to persuade these foreigners who are regarded as high-income earners, wealthy, or who have special skills needed by Thailand to stay in the country long-term to help boost the domestic economy and to help in technological development. Foreigners who qualify as wealthy, who will be issued with LTR visas, are those who invest through foreign direct investment, in Thai government bonds or invest in real estate in Thailand worth a minimum of 500,000 US dollars, have had personal income of no less than 80,000 US dollars per year for the past two years and with assets worth about 1 million US dollars. Foreign pensioners who qualify for an LTR visa will be at least 50 years old, who have invested in Thai government bonds via FDI or invested in real estate in Thailand worth a minimum 250,000 US dollars and have an annual income of $40,000 or an annual pension of a minimum 80,000 US dollars. The third group eligible for an LTR visa are those who want to work from Thailand with an annual income of no less than 80,000 US dollars for the past two years or have an annual income of at least 40,000 US dollars if they have graduated with a master's degree or own an intellectual property right or have received Series A funding with five years of work experience. The fourth group of foreigners are those with special skills who have had an annual income of at least 80,000 US dollars for the past two years or have a minimum annual income of 40,000 US dollars if they have completed postgraduate education and with five years of work experience in industries targeted by the Thai government. The National Economic and Social Development Council projects that this tax incentive scheme will attract as many as a million foreigners to stay in Thailand for a long period. Now, as some of you may know, Thailand has actually increased its levels from level 3 to level 4 in relation to the COVID situation here in Thailand, and tourism operators slammed this level 4 announcement. Tourism operators have trashed the government's announcement increasing the COVID-19 alert to level 4, insisting state policy should enable people to live with the virus instead of limiting travel activities. Most business operators are ready to comply with the new rules, but will not agree if the government imposes strict lockdown measures again. 
Chamnan Sirshawat, president of the Tourism Council of Thailand, said the new COVID-19 alert will increase anxiety among people and inconsistencies in business operations as demand fluctuates. This is the most worrisome situation for the tourism sector, he said. The new alert encouraging people to avoid non-essential interprovincial travel is no different from previous semi-lockdowns, which also impacted the industry, said Mr. Shamnan. As tourism largely depends on confidence and the government's policies, any action from the authorities should be consistent and avoid frequent flip-flops to let the tourism industry recover in the long run, he said. Decisive action that allows economic activities to run as usual is needed after the country dealt with the pandemic for two years, he said. He said Thailand can learn from other countries that allowed people to live normal lives and simultaneously rebound from the crisis. For instance, the Maldives prioritised the economy by fully reopening and saw tourism arrivals surpass the 2019 level, said Mr. Shamnan. The country has maintained its reopening policy despite new surges. Some countries in Europe, such as Sweden, recently removed COVID-19 test requirements and most restrictions. The government should focus on the number of fatalities and severe cases while rolling out concrete public health plans to calm people's anxiety, said President of the Association of Domestic Travel, Tanatol Chirarat Tanporn. He said a proactive search for infectious people is vital to stop the highly transmissible virus and can help flatten the curve. The government should adopt other preventative measures such as distributing weekly free antigen test kits to 50 million people for a month and setting up ATK test sites in communities, fresh markets or mass public transit points, Mr. Tanapal said. He said that the Tour Tau Thai, a tour package subsidy program, is expected to lose steam as families and the elderly, the two key targets, might delay their trips over the next two weeks. Mr. Tanapal said the programme, which is due to end on the April 31st, should be extended to July to leave more time for those who want to wait and see. The Federation of Thai Industries is not worried about the Public Health Ministry's latest warning as it believes the government can cope with higher daily infections. The number of Omicron cases is increasing, but the fatality rate remains low compared to the Delta variant, said Supan Mongklothri, chairman of the FTI. However, the Federation said if the government resorts to lockdown measures to control the spread of the virus, it will have a negative impact on the economy. The FTI won't agree if the government use lockdown measures again because the economy needs to recover, he said. Now, the chairman of the Thai Chamber of Commerce said the Level 4 alert will impact consumer confidence, particularly for shopping at department stores and restaurants. He said the private sector viewed the higher level as a warning to all parties, both the government and the public, to be aware of the outbreaks and strictly follow the public health ministry's advice. The current COVID-19 situation is different from the last two years. Omicron has spread rapidly, but we learned quickly that the variant caused mild symptoms among the vaccinated. We urge the government to recognise retail complexes as hygienic venues, as few cases have been detected in such places he said. So yes, uh, I think it was two days ago they announced the level three was going back up to level four, but they've actually said there's no new restrictions. But the caveat here is that local governors in the various provinces around the country can decide themselves if they wish to increase to level four. So the government are saying level three, but it's level four. But if the governors want to, they can. So what we've seen basically is in Buriam, they have now basically Uh, shut down the schools again and I believe that you can't get a drink anymore in a restaurant and they have to close at nine o'clock or something. I think 
Con Ken has also now banned alcohol in restaurants again and they have put limits on the amount of people that can gather in any one area. And I will guarantee over the next few days you will see more provinces adding to the restrictions currently in their area. So yes, level three moves to level four, but it's up to each province what they do. And I don't think that's a very wise way to run the country because you get what you get is people who have not moved on from two years ago, who are using the same playbook to try control the virus, not using the new information that we have now and this of course will cause various different problems for people around the country in terms of the economy getting back to some kind of normality in terms of their life and the longer they continue to do like this the longer it's going to take for any kind of recovery in this country that's just my opinion on it that's how i see it i'd love to know how you see it guys does it make sense to you to move from level three to level four with no significant increase in the restrictions throughout the country or would it have been better just to leave it at level three and continue on as we are i'd love to know your comments as always down in that comment section and heading into our featured story of the day, Thailand to relax rules for international arrivals from March 1st despite COVID surge. Thailand is set to relax rules for international arrivals from March 1st despite the continual surge in COVID-19 infections in the country. The Center for COVID-19 Situation Administration has decided to change the second COVID-19 RT-PCR test currently required for overseas arrivals on their fifth day in the country to a self-administered rapid antigen test and will reduce the amount of required insurance coverage from US dollars to US dollars. Public Health Minister Anatan Sharavakul said today that the average cost for the treatment of a COVID-19 patient in a private or state hospital in Thailand is about 300,000 baht, including those in a severe condition. He explained that the original reason for the requirement for US$50,000 insurance coverage for overseas arrivals was because most of the COVID-19 cases were being imported at the time, but the situation now has changed. The infection rate among arrivals is now just one in every 1,000 arrivals. The CCSA's decision to reduce the insurance coverage requirement, he said, is to reduce the financial deterrent on travelers who wish to visit Thailand for business or tourism, and the revised coverage requirement is still adequate to cover medical bills. He also said that the CCSA has decided to opt for rapid antigen tests for the second COVID-19 test for overseas arrivals because it is widely accepted, it's very accurate, and the Ministry of Public Health has been instructed to report back to the CCSA at a later date about the effects of the change of test type. Meanwhile, CCSA spokesman Dr. Tuisen said they had decided to maintain COVID-19 infection zones as 44 orange controlled provinces, 25 yellow high surveillance provinces and 8 blue provinces that were considered tourism sandboxes while infections continued to serve the fatality rate remains low. He said the current infections have already crossed a red line due to the easing of restrictions and he warned that even though most of the infected are asymptomatic or have mild symptoms, those in high-risk groups could still get very sick or die and pleaded with the public not to lower their guard. Well, there you have it. Uh, as we called it a couple of days ago, the scrapping of the second RT-PCR test, along with obviously the second hotel that would have been needed as well. So that obviously is a, uh, a reduction in some kind of financial cost to potential tourists. Is it going far enough? In my opinion, no. I still think that we need to get rid of this first PCR test. If they say that the ATK, the rapid antigen self-test, is acceptable for day five, then why can't it be used on day one? It's a 15-minute test, 
and people then would be free to get on with their holiday and no more you know searching for these SHA plus hotels arranging special transport having to book you know all these kind of tests and everything before you come and even having to do the Thailand pass none of this is necessary if you follow your own science that they're talking about that it's very accurate then just do it at the airport 15 minutes in you're done you're out the door and your holiday begins instead we're still stuck with having to fork out 2100 baht for a pcr test getting the hotel waiting your six to eight to ten hours it all depends on what part of the country you're in and still holding people up putting people through this whole thing of having to fill out the thailand pass and still uploading all these documents it just doesn't seem like they're interested in attracting too many people at the moment maybe that's true maybe they don't want too many people at the moment maybe they want to control the amount of people coming into the country because they're concerned about COVID. that could be a legitimate reason but if that is the reason then say it, let people know. But this kind of half-hearted attitude towards the reopening, I think is what's really hurting it. Now, we were also promised a few days ago that there was going to be a roadmap to full reopening of tourism in the country. That didn't happen. So yes, that's another letdown for a lot of tourism operators here in the country who had hoped we'd start to see a light at the end of the tunnel because scrapping the, the test on the fifth day is just basically bringing us back to November 1. And as we've seen from November 1, still the numbers weren't great. We're now heading in towards the low season. We'll get a bit of a boost in April because it's Songkran. A lot of Thais will travel anyway. Hotels will be targeting domestic market and you'll have some international tours. It'll look busier because of the domestic tourism and the promotions that are you know, focused on the Thai market. In terms of insurance and the reduction of the baseline amount to 20,000 US dollars, it sounds good, but at the end of the day, will the insurance companies actually reduce the premiums, you know, with this reduction in minimum cost? Judging from when we went from 100,000 to 50,000, there wasn't a very, very big reduction then, and I doubt there will be one here either. Now, what is the reason to reduce it to 20,000 US dollars? possibly thailand's targeting of certain countries around the world and maybe the extra incurred financial costs that may be put and deterring some tourists from other parts of the world coming here that may be one of the reasons the excuse given as to why they needed fifty thousand was because there was so much COVID coming in from abroad it's simply untrue COVID never ever was a problem coming from abroad COVID has always been a problem in Thailand being transmitted locally by Thai people brought into the country mainly by the activities of Thai people in terms of people smuggling some of these CD clubs in Bangkok and other things like this so to put it on that the reason was because of tourists coming into the country is nonsense and that needs to be called out and said I mean at the end of the day what are we concerned about by bringing tourists to this country what is the fear we already have COVID here plenty of it to go around as I've said plenty of times, there's more chance of you getting infected in this country as a tourist than bringing it in. A hell of a lot more. 21,000 or so cases today, along with the positive ATK testing. That's nearly 40,000 cases today. None of that's from abroad. That's from transmission, local transmission. So I think we can start to see that we don't need all this testing for people coming into the country. There's also going to be an issue in the future is with PCR testing for the flight 72 hours before you're meant to leave. A lot of countries are stopping PCR testing in their countries and soon it'll be quite difficult, I think, to get PCR tests abroad. That's also going to come up along the way. In my opinion, the best thing today would have been to trial something different, to look at this from a different point of view scrap the Thailand pass completely, rely on the ATK test that they claim is super accurate and trial it at the airport. Vaccination certificate to get on the airplane. If you still wish to have that test 72 hours beforehand, that's fine. Present it at the departure gate. And once you get to Thailand, you'll do a quick 
ATK test. And if you're negative, you're free to go. Trial something different. Stop falling back in the same cumbersome bureaucratic system that they've created. In my opinion, it's time for Thailand to start to be brave. They're falling behind many of those European countries that will be opening up for the summer season. They've fallen behind Philippines already, Cambodia, Maldives. And it's time for them to start to take a chance. Create a system that works, but not cumbersome and that doesn't deter tourists because the Thailand Pass certainly does. But I'd love to know your opinion on it all, guys. Does the reduction to one test on arrival make you want to fly to Thailand and take that holiday? Or do you still see it as a big deterrent? I'd love to know your opinion about all of this as usual down below in that comment section. I'm moving along to the next story. Thai Foreign Ministry prepares plan to evacuate 250 Thais from Ukraine. Thailand's Ministry of Foreign Affairs has developed a plan to evacuate about 250 Thai nationals in Ukraine in case an emergency situation develops. The MFA spokesperson Tani Sankra said that the evacuation plan calls for the arrangement of a charter flight to fly the Thais out of Ukraine or to live a city close to the Polish border or into Warsaw, the capital of Poland, then another charter flight to repatriate those Thais. He said that both the Royal Thai Air Force and Thai Airways International are on the standby to carry out the evacuation plan. In the meantime, Tani said that the Thai Embassy in Warsaw has set up a line chat group to aid communication with the Thais still living in Ukraine and their employers, adding that the embassy is keeping abreast of and assessing the situation there in order to provide immediate help if the situation gets worse. For the time being, he said, that none of the 250 Thais have expressed a wish to return to Thailand. He added, however, that embassy officials in Poland are in talks with some Thais whose employment contracts are to expire in the next one to three months as to whether any of them would like to return home as the situation between Ukraine and Russia becomes tense. And finally, the Phuket News Daily Report. Phuket Sandbox attracts over 330,000 visitors to date. The Phuket Sandbox has attracted more than 330,000 international travellers since July 1st, 2021 and has generated 43 billion baht for Thailand. Government spokesperson Tanakorn Wambunganchana said that the Prime Minister is pleased with the Sandbox scheme which will help revive the country's economy. Police seize illegal timber used to build Phuket Resort. Police from the National Resources and Environmental Crime Suppression Division raided and seized illegal timber found stacked behind a resort located near Lem Krating, north of Naiharn. And finally, the NACC Phuket seeks arrest warrant in local corruption probe. The director of the Public Office of the National Anti-Corruption Commission, that's the NACC, yesterday confirmed that an investigation has found a former mayor of Tepkasatri municipality guilty of corruption. But ultimately, with this story or anything else that stood out to you today, I'd love to know your thoughts in the comments down below. Because yes, this is a new show, but it's also a conversation. Now keep that conversation going. Make sure you like this video, subscribe to the channel, share the video, and do all the good stuff that does help that YouTube algorithm. But ultimately, my name is Kieran Mack. You've been listening to the Thai Expat Daily Show, and we will see you next time.